0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D.
1: Yes, and I'm Maddie D.
0: It still throws me off. I'm never going to do an episode where that doesn't throw me off. So obviously, so used to routine. Yes. Yeah, we fit a formula very well, and then if we deviate from that formula at all, we're completely thrown off.
1: I find it freeing, Kieran. I find it very freeing to go off the beaten track yes. a little bit.
0: So typically what we do in this show is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible before the movie comes out, and then we go back and assess how well we did. But this is one of the episodes where we take a break from our standard formula, And we just get to talk everything movies or I guess really whatever's on our mind. It could be the Oscars. (laughs) Because there's not a lot of movies coming out. So we need Coronavirus, it could be anything.
1: (laughs) We need to flesh out some of these shows.
0: Yes, we do. Yeah. So this is just us padding, but it doesn't mean that this episode won't be worthwhile. Oh, of course. I think every episode is worthwhile and it's all part of the canon. The overall potential spoilers canon. I almost Mm. forgot the name of the show then.
1: (laughs) That's an important thing to remember.
0: Yes. But yeah, so it's all worthwhile. It's definitely worthwhile
1: you get to know a little bit about us as well. We get to like, be free of our structures a little bit we can just be a little bit more loosey-goosey with talking about stuff
0: yeah and it's very general we like to go on tangents on our regular show but not too deep but in this show we can really
1: it's it's guilt-free tangents yeah we can go on as many tangents as as we want yeah Yeah. Yeah. like you should be talking about the movie Matty D what are you talking about yes
0: well I think it's any excuse to talk about James Bond and I'm just (laughs) off for like (laughs) 10 minutes of any show James
1: Bond and Dragon Ball Z
0: don't think that it won't happen in this episode but anyway (laughs) yeah I agree anyway one thing that we promised to do in these shows is go back over A lot of listener feedback and responses Mm. I don't think we've done that for a while So I think we should probably do that this episode Yeah Uh, We should probably do it right now So one of the things that I've been hearing A lot of people talking about Is the upcoming Ghostbusters reboot Mm. Or it's a sequel, isn't it? It's the third Ghostbusters movie Ghostbusters Afterlife That's right A lot of people actually gave feedback Because at the end of that episode We actually asked uh, What are your thoughts on this upcoming movie? Yeah Do you prefer the 2016 movie? Do you reckon it shouldn't exist? A lot of people are actually saying, I haven't really heard anything too different, a lot of people are saying they're excited for this upcoming movie. Cool. And they're hoping it will, like, essentially wipe the 2016 Ghostbusters What's off wrong the map. with the
1: 2016 Ghostbusters? Well, I'm, wrong not, with
0: I'm not saying that anything's wrong with it. Well, I did say that a lot in the show, but... <laughs>
1: it was the other kids.
0: This is just the feedback that the sure. audience has been saying. Mm. They're saying that there's every chance that they could in their words, fuck up this upcoming movie. But they said, even if it's a fuck up, it's probably going to be better than 2016. And I haven't heard any different. Uh-huh. I Did, just do wanted they to have, point that out. Uh, have
1: they said anything about what they want to see or is it just they just want it to be better than They
0: 2016? just want it to be better. They want it to be a course correction for the series is essentially what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, whatever happens with this movie, I think it's going to be the last one they do unless they go into yeah. spin-off territory Yeah, with the absolutely, Ghostbusters. So it might be the final put this Chapter. saga to rest.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I don't think it really needs to be touched. I talked about this in the episode. Go back if you want to hear that conversation. But it's something like Back to the Future or Who Framed Roger Rabbit where it was one of those movies from childhood where you don't really need to go back and do anything more with it. Just leave it as it is. Yeah. They're not making Godfather 4.
1: Imagine that. They probably never will. Rebooting the Godfather. No. It's just something you don't do. not i am sure that was a conversation at one stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe. Actually, I'd kind of want to see that. If they did it as like a TV show, I think it could be done well.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think they would just screw it up.
0: Yeah. In all honesty, I wouldn't want to see that, (laughs) but yes. I think they could do it well. With the right Who would they cast?
1: Who would they cast? That's
0: probably a discussion For another time Mm. Actually It's probably going to be One of our special episodes Now that I think about (laughs) it Because I know that movie Is on our list Rebooting the Godfather And we're doing a special episode Next week I just realised So Oh yeah It could be Godfather reboot Who knows We'll see Wouldn't it be funny That's going to happen Now that we've said it It's going to happen Godfather reboot But we'll see at the end Of the episode So I'm sure you've received some uh, yes. feedback as well on your various platforms that you manage.
1: Yes. i um, just trying to find them, actually. Because I, I had a few people commenting on certain episodes.
0: Any notable ones that you well, want to discuss?
1: We got a message from Tommy, a listener to the show, who uh, listened to our Saw episode and gave us a little bit of details that we actually missed. Hi, Tommy. One of them was about the dead body in the, in the train. He, he yep. believes it's going to be a dead body. And also the puppet Billy, which is going to be a pig. There's going to be a pig puppet as well. because Instead actually of Billy. Found... Yeah, I believe so. Because they found... Um, he sent me all these... that's
0: all part of the whole like yeah. anti-police symbolism that yeah. was going on in that movie, right? Because
1: he sent me pictures of like a dead pig and a pig's head and well, stuff like nice that. That's nice of him. So... <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> it was related <laughs> it was like... to the movie. But he also mentioned that there was actually a show... Yeah, so he says there's a series, there's seasons of Spiral on the BBC, and the film took a lot of inspiration from it. So there's really actually another thing. It's called End Grenades or something to that effect. I might have got that wrong. There, End grenades. But, uh, so there's actually sort of lore out there about this, really, um, about that we didn't even cover. Wow. We didn't even look at.
0: I may have to look into that further. So
1: we got we got that, and also we had some good feedback from our Good the Bad and the Ugly episode oh, yes, yep, where we yep. made that up. I, I did think.
0: actually hear a fair bit of feedback from that as well. Yes, yes. So we had where we came up with our own. <laughs> we came good up the Bad with our and the Ugly prequel. And
1: we had Peggy who liked our stories But she thought that there would have to be a reason for Angel Eyes to not trust Tuco So he thinks there might be some poison or something afoot I think I worked or maybe it that was angle into maybe, my movie Maybe I'm thinking of it So she says Nice stories from both of you The first one The first one most one. In my opinion that So there you go <laughs> I like the fact that you used some things From the original And explored them Like adding the cut finger I would use these storylines too But the differences I would take into account When Tuco first meets Angel Eyes As an office in food Tuco suspects it might be poisoning Oh that's actually pretty good There, last Hope people
0: <laughs> understand the context Of this whole <laughs> sentiment
1: Meaning there's uh, The last encounter did not end well
0: Right um, Actually also, that'd be good
1: Also so the only time we see Angel Eyes showing sympathy is toward injured people, like half a soldier. So she thinks it might be a backstory where he's he's in the military, or well, he is he had some oh, experience there. She
0: reckons we should have explored that more mm, in our yeah, movies. But which, yeah, which we I didn't did. even consider that. Which we didn't. Yeah, some good points there
1: from Peggy. Yeah, otherwise, good feedback from. I
0: <laughs> did get some feedback regarding a lot of our special episodes. Yeah, saying that your movie plots sound like a child's <laughs> movie plot. I have no idea. And then I just what rip off mean? other movies. <laughs> Which I think leads us perfectly into the topic of this episode, which is rip-offs. Yes. And so the reason that I had the idea to come up with talking about rip-offs is because there's a chance, and I think this is a very loose chance, that we ourselves may have been ripped off. Possibly. And I possibly. Cannot... Well, it's funny that you should say possibly, because while I was in the process of looking up our own show, which I do regularly, you know, I like to just check all the platforms and see how it's going. While I was in the process of looking up our show, Potential Spoilers, I came across another show called Of All Things Possible Spoilers.
1: Mm, it's a very close title. Yeah. It's probably as close as you can get. When we first came up with the concept of this show, we looked at every sort of name that was available yeah. to see what we were close to, see what we could get away with. There was a lot of podcasts called, you know, something spoilers, but it was all just about...
0: It was just movie reviews. It was they, movie- weren't, they weren't predicting Exactly, spots.
1: exactly. So it was not it was a different concept. And there was nothing that was close to our name. I remember that yeah. when we were researching for...
0: And there wasn't really name. anything that was close to the same format as our show. Yes, but here we go So we have a name That's almost exactly the same And I went Wow that's quite a coincidence yeah. And then I actually Looked at the byline For their show And it was essentially They used their Powers of clairvoyance To work out What's going to happen In upcoming movies So I was like Hang on This is essentially The same format as us And it's a US based show They actually have Four hosts So they have twice The amount of hosts That we do <laughs> And it's from a state I won't name them Because I don't want to I don't want to Single out where they're from But it's from a state Where we actually Have a sizable amount Of downloads as well So Something's going on there I don't know if they've listened to our
1: show And are inspired Maybe We can't tell for sure But it might be just a wild coincidence So if you're listening Possible spoilers Now I know (laughs) you Let us know Yes I would love
0: for you to reach out And let (laughs) us know If it was a coincidence If this is Well If you're listening Then obviously it wasn't a coincidence (laughs) But if it was You know An homage If you wanted to do the show better Like if you thought Yeah if you listen to our
1: show It's like this is a good idea But these guys suck Yes
0: Maybe we could do some collaborations Maybe. together Maybe it could be like An official spin-off I don't know We <laughs> might argue over who Who had the idea their, first but Their
1: first episode was Captain Marvel No, no it wasn't It wasn't No, Captain that Marvel. was our show That yeah, was our show their, their first
0: f- episode was Joker
1: Joker, yeah
0: Which we also covered on our show Now they started their show Eight months after we did mm-hmm. So that raises some eyebrows there And they also have a host called Matt But we can't really blame them for that <laughs> It's a pretty common name <laughs> They
1: tried to find a Matt To put on yeah, the show
0: but it's not Matty He's Daddy. called Matty B No, no That's actually Actually, pretty close to
1: his actual name, but yeah, I don't want to again. I don't want to single out anybody. But how wild is this? Because we we've been doing this podcast. We think it's a well, it is. It's a very unique concept. Yeah. I think so. Well.
0: In all fairness, this concept, we're not the first people to explore this yeah. this whole idea. We're not the first people to predict movie plots. Because no. if you go on YouTube, you can see hundreds of them. Hundreds of people yeah. speculating and coming up with what they think is going to happen in movies. And there's actually been, I don't think there's been a dedicated podcast before us predicting movies. But yeah. there's certainly been like spin-off episodes from other podcasts where they'll predict upcoming movies. Yeah. So I think I got the idea for a show from hearing something similar in the past and thinking there should be a show dedicated to that. Mm. And now there's two because we've also <laughs> got positive. Possibly- Spoilers, but unfortunately, they haven't released an episode in five months. Yeah, so what's happened? I get the feeling that they might have given up. But man, I hope not. Like I said, if you're listening, reach out to we, us.
1: We've been doing the podcast game for a while, and we've noticed that we just kind of power on through, yes. and other podcasts come and go, and it's not yeah. something
0: people stick to. I find no. I think we're very dedicated to it and I think it also helps that I am a podcaster by trade so it's very much just part of my daily routine. Now, back to possible spoilers. Another interesting coincidence or possibly not a coincidence yeah. is that they actually revisit their episodes as well. They revisit the movies that they are predicted yeah. and the first, obviously, The Joker was the first movie that they went back and revisited it and in the title was actual spoilers which is, of <laughs> course, what we call our revisited episode and I could not believe that.
1: Oh, dear. Wow. It's, it's so crazy. Like, if it's a coincidence, it's an amazing coincidence. It's a massive quarters. coincidence. But yeah, look, I guess we're like, you know, big... big Where are we influencers? Pod- <laughs> we're influencers. Now. We're influencers. We're influencers.
0: Now, another thing that I thought was interesting was the origin story of their show. Now, if you listen to our first episode, the Captain Marvel episode, we go into how we came up with the idea of the show based on conversations that we used to have. I remember the specific example was we were looking at the poster for Baby Driver.
1: Yeah, Baby Driver was the grandfather of our show.
0: Yes, and we essentially predicted everything that was going to happen in that movie, and we just wanted to go on the record. Just
1: based on the poster.
0: Their first episode, they talk about what the initial idea for their show was. The I can't remember the gentleman's name. Sorry, if you're listening. But he said that he was watching Captain Marvel on a plane Which is a coincidence because that was uh, the first movie we predicted He was watching Captain Marvel on a plane Which, mind you, meant that the movie's been out for a while And he said he could work out who the bad guy of that movie was straight away Which, uh, you know, (laughs) not to bag him out But if you're watching the movie itself And not just the promotional material It's actually pretty obvious when you're watching the movie It's it's fairly straightforward I mean, it's not something we predicted in our predictions Good for him, I guess Good for him, but first of all, as I said, the movie's been out for a while. It's in the zeitgeist. It's not really that impressive if you're working something out that's already known and can be easily looked up on Wikipedia. So it's not quite the same as our uh, origin story. Not as impressive, but you know, like I said, I don't want to bag the guy out, but it just amused me that it was just like, I was watching The Usual Suspects, and then I I knew straight away that Kevin Spacey was the bad guy. Spoilers (laughs) for that movie, yeah, because it's not like that movie hasn't been around for Uh, ten years. I
1: think I think that's what I've been learning doing this show is we all go into movies and we're all like, this is really predictable. But when you have to, like, test yourself yes. out
0: That's the challenge, isn't it? We, You're rarely going to get the movie start to finish perfectly We
1: we handicap ourselves a lot Because we suck Because we suck <laughs> Yeah But like This is
0: why we're bagging out some poor innocent people on the other side of the world. We don't
1: we don't delve into fan theories, we don't delve into all the all the all that sort of stuff. We just like we don't look at leaked scripts. We don't look at
0: people who have broken down the trailers. Yeah.
1: We try not to base our stuff on, you know, if it's based on a comic somewhere, too much on like the original source material and things like that. So
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I don't know why you...
1: I don't know what that my point was with that. I forgot but <laughs> back to possible oh, spoilers. Oh, yes. oh, my point was that, you know, it's easy to predict something when you're watching it, but we yes. like limit ourselves which is yeah, part of exactly. the Exactly. When you've the, got the nothing script.
0: to go on. Yeah. It is very when much When you're a looking at account. a
1: poster of Baby Driver.
0: Yes, exactly. I guess that's where the magic happens. Yes.
1: So what's our Twitter handle? Uh potential spoil. Possible
0: spoilers Twitter handle. Yes. They also have a Twitter. Is possible spoils? Yeah, which is probably
1: as close as you can so get people, to us as maybe well. Maybe people have tried to find us on Twitter and are now following Possible Spoils. Yeah. maybe the other way around. I haven't done a show. Maybe, for ages. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Possible Spoils is like we got their fans. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe they're like, what? what what is this show? Hopefully, we could scratch that itch <laughs>
0: for you. But now, in all fairness, if we talk about it objectively, as I said, we're not the first people to sort of tackle this format. Yeah, I've listened to a couple of episodes of their show. And it's not a carbon copy of us. Their whole angle is it's more of a it's more for fun. Yeah. The they don't take their plots seriously at all. It's never we
1: take our plots really seriously.
0: Yeah. Well, somewhat seriously, yeah. but it's never like a legitimate prediction. It's just they come up with these dark and weird sort of amusing concepts of what they think is going to happen. For example, in the Joker episode, they reckon that at the like it's the full movie, and then in the last twenty minutes, Batman swoops in, and the rest of the movie is just Batman beating up the Joker. <laughs> it's like the Joker's lying on the ground. Batman. Just punching him in the face Over and over again Okay And it goes to credits And the after credits scene Is just another 20 minutes Of Batman punching the Joker Right
1: So it's that sort of stuff So kind of like the Warriors
0: Yeah I guess so And now they also expand their horizons a bit. They talk about video games and TV shows as well, which is something we don't really do. I mean, occasionally we have our special episodes where we get to explore a different concept, but we're not predicting anything outside of movies. And they also have a female host, so they can have like a a woman's perspective on a movie, which, yeah, which is something I guess is kind of lacking on our show. I mean, I could put on a girly voice, but it wouldn't be the same. And yeah, I'm not opposed to the idea of there being more variety to this format. Mm. If there was 100 shows exactly the same as ours, I wouldn't be upset because it's obviously a concept that I'm really passionate about. So if I'm hearing other people's concepts on the same movie... I'm That's not good. opposed to it at all.
1: We love uh, we love young podcasters as well. So,
0: yes. So, if possible spoilers could come back, I'd welcome it with open arms. And like I said, yeah. if you are listening, if you were inspired by our show, I'm not going to be mad. Maddie D's not going to be mad. Not at all. And perhaps we could collaborate. That'd be yeah. something fun. Yeah,
1: would be. We could, like, balance our plots.
0: But we sort of backed them into a corner, if you think about it, because <laughs> if they are listening, if they are that means they did rip us off.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> and we call them out. Appropriated. But then if it was just a coincidence, they're not. They're not going to hear this. Possible spoilers is the reboot of potential spoilers. Yeah, if yeah, like maybe. a Spider-Man reboot that happens, like yeah. <laughs> straight well, afterwards. I see it
0: more of like Marvel and DC. You know? Ah, like, what are we then? Are we the Marvel. S- yeah, we're definitely Marvel. Oh, we're definitely Marvel. We're definitely Marvel. Okay. Okay. No, I'd probably say we're DC, <laughs> and they're the Marvel. So it's it's not the same thing, but it's similar. where revolution comics or whatever bloodshot was part of vertigo or something like that whatever it was but yeah, like I said, there's always room for more variety.
1: Yeah, but that's crazy. I never yeah. never thought that I would see somebody doing but the same thing. gosh, I was, I was
0: amused when I found that show. Yeah,
1: you sent me you sent me it and I was like, okay, cool. It's a similar name. And when I started listening to their episode, so guys, I listened to your episode, well done. I was like, oh my God, it's the same concept. Yeah. Blew my mind, man. It blew
0: my mind too. Now talking about mind-blowing, I want to get into the real meat of this episode. Mm. What we're going to be talking about essentially along the same lines is movie rip-offs. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the best and the worst of rip-offs in the world of film, because obviously there's a very limited amount of ideas. I mean, we saw it with podcasts a second ago, but occasionally you're going to be so desperate for ideas that you're just going to recycle old ones. So I think almost every second or third movie that comes out is a concept that's been done before and you're always going to get accusations of people being ripped off. Basically, anytime that something's big, all these people come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, hang on. I wrote a short story 20 years ago that has exactly the same plot by sheer coincidence." I was the first person who came up with the concept of a man and a woman falling in love and then breaking up in the third act and getting together for the final wedding scene.
1: Do you remember when Stephen King was writing a book about and it became a TV show about a dome being Oh yeah, the under city? The dome, yeah, under the dome, yeah. Right. That's right. And The Simpsons... <laughs> Did a movie? Yes, it was the same him. thing. Oh god!
0: When people think of movie ripoffs, I imagine the first thing that jumps to mind is like Mockbusters and like yeah. those really cheap CGI copies of kids' mm-hmm. show that they sort of exist so like unknowing parents buy them by mistake. Or I suppose if you want more of something, you might think it's oh this like is a Ragatooie. ratatoying <laughs> is the, the like ripoff <laughs> that of <was> that. That
1: was terrible. <laughs> we yes. watched that
0: one. Yes, we did. I actually enjoy all of those ripoffs, like yeah. Little Cars, the Little <laughs> Panda Fighter. You remember?
1: <laughs> That yeah, the Panda Fighter, yeah.
0: But there's also been big notable examples of major Hollywood productions mm. that have also essentially been accused of being rip-offs. So one that jumps to mind straight away is, of course, the whole debate of Kimber the White Lion, mm. if you remember that TV show and movie series.
1: Yes, and The Lion King. They
0: reckon that The Lion King, the Disney 1994 movie, ripped that one off. Now, I'm not going to be able to break it down as well as, I think his name is Adam from the YouTube series Your Movie Sucks, YMS on YouTube, but he basically essentially analyzed Kimber the White Lion. He watched every single movie and episode of that series, and then compared it to The Lion King, and basically said there is no possible way. There's no possible way that The Lion King could rip off Kimber the White Lion And yeah, it takes him two hours and thirty minutes to basically lay it out. And I watched the full two hours and thirty minutes in preparation for the show. But essentially, what it boils down to, I uh, do you know about this debate at all. I'm, I'm interesting. I, I'm interested I, to hear what your perspective no, is. No, like.
1: I've heard of it, but I've never seen Kimber the, the White Lion. The White Lion, So I, I don't know if it's so true or not. So
0: there's a a handful of Kimber the White Lion movies, uh, and the only one that's similar at all to The Lion King is one that came out two years after The Lion King. So, obviously, they were sort of, oh, they are probably ripping
1: off. <laughs> they ripped off. calling the
0: kettle black. But Kimber the White Lion was a, a manga series which was adapted into an anime, and there was hundreds and hundreds of Kimber the White Lion episodes. So, there's multiple series with hundreds and hundreds of episodes each. So, of course, if you're exploring, it's always within the same African setting with our lead, Kimba, which if you think about one of the things they're like, hold on, Simba is only one letter different from Kimba. Okay, I didn't even
1: think of that. Yeah, Of course, it's
0: going to be a ripoff. But Simba is, uh, I don't know the dialect, but it's an African word for lion. Yeah, okay. So, of course, but Kimba was originally going to be called Simba. They were like, oh, Simba doesn't sound that great. So, we'll just chuck a K on there Little did
1: they know. And so, Kimba.
0: really, if you think about it, it's very much obvious that you'd call your character Simba. Yeah. So, that's not completely unheard of. And, of course, as I was saying before, There's so many episodes exploring the same settings that, of course, over time, through the course of years and years and hundreds of episodes, you're going to have similar circumstances. So there's a warthog character in Kimba the White Lion, not at all like Pumbaa from The Lion King. But, of course, you can draw the comparison. Oh, there was a warthog in an episode of Kimba. So, of course, they must be ripping it off by putting a warthog in, you know, something from the same... Savannah setting right. in The Lion King. So,
1: you're saying this isn't a, a rip-off? It
0: it's clearly like, you know, isn't. If you watch this two and a half hour <laughs> breakdown, it explains in detail that while superficially you could presume that it's a rip-off, it clearly isn't. It clearly like, can't be.
1: Visually, you can look at it and be like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see. It isn't even
0: visually that similar. But
1: when you look at the poster, you know, of it. Yeah. Kind of.
0: Most of the comparisons that people draw is... From the movie that came out after ah, the Lion King, right. so they're being a bit sneaky uh-huh. there. They're saying, "Oh, this is from the TV show," but then they're actually being a bit cheeky and taking clips from a movie that is clearly inspired <laughs> by the Lion King. Yeah, because it's not like you know a lesser property in the past hasn't been inspired it, by something similar yeah. and then suddenly revived it.
1: Making making a cartoon about a lion, I mean, that's you're
0: you know, limited to what can it's, happen it's, in the show either yeah. way.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's not so crazy that two different yeah you know. But and that, uh, Lion and, King's based on Hamlet. Yeah,
0: I was literally about to say that Lion King is very much based on Hamlet and there's no aspect of that at all in Kimber the White Lion.
1: No, Kimber's not based on uh, Shakespeare at all?
0: No. <laughs> and there's no similarities in that regard either. Now, another thing people bring up, we'll move on from Kimber in yeah. a sec, but another thing that people bring up is that there's a villain character with a scar over his eye ah, okay. and a black mane, exactly okay. like Scar, right. but the similarities end there. I mean, who hasn't seen a depiction of a lion with a scar over its eye?
1: Or just a bad guy in general yeah, with a Yeah, or
0: a bad that's guy. The, that's like the, the standard trope. A scar over the eye indicates bad guy. It's not or an unique. But you can't have an eye patch, an eye patch to, on the uh, eye. Yeah, lion. exactly, exactly. It's not unique to Kimber the White Lion to have a bad guy with a scar over its face. And of course, of course, lions are predators. You're going to have a villain who is a lion. Yeah. And like I said, there's no there's no real similar battle on you know Pride Rock in Kimber the White Lion. You could draw comparisons, but again, it's
1: called Kide Rock in uh, in Kimber.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> no, you know It's it's uh, it's progression rock. <laughs> Yeah, you can draw comparisons, but there's nothing the same. So, like I said, it's broken down on your movie sucks a lot better Mm. than I could probably break it down. But yes, it's definitely been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that The Lion King is not... A ripoff of Kimber the White Lion*,
1: so we're not mentioning it as a as a ripoff. No, here.
0: I think you could accuse it of being one, but it essentially isn't one. Mm. And now another example is the whole *Battle Royale* versus *The Hunger Games* debate. I mean, yeah, which I'm more sceptical about.
1: But uh, *Battle Royale*, I mean, that kind of so many other movies after that. Some taken people that might
0: concept. not be familiar with either movie franchise, so right. uh, did you want to quickly break it down yeah, as sure. far so, as you know?
1: So pretty much, *Battle Royale* was a a Japanese movie, right? It was a Where?
0: manga beforehand. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, didn't know that. So it's a bunch of people. Who are locked into this? It's kind of like a video game, almost locked into this area, and they have to kill it's each island, other. An island, yeah. And the last person that survives wins. That's um, right. I believe they there's... get to stay alive. Yeah.
0: So yeah. it's a way of population it's like control,
1: a gladiatorial yeah. combat. So thing.
0: Japan in this movie, it's very series, violent. Yeah. The Japan in this movie series, and obviously the manga that it was based on, is overpopulated. And the way of combating overpopulation is literally just by every day having school children battle to the death on this little death island. And there's zones. They've got bombs strapped around their neck. So there's zones that change all over the island. If you happen to be in one of these zones at the wrong time, the bomb around your neck blows up. Or if you're trying to escape, they'll blow up the bomb in your neck. And of course, they're all given unique and individual weapons. Someone might end up with a pot lid or someone else ends up with a machine gun.
1: (laughs) Does the zone get smaller?
0: It just it was, changes and varies. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But so I mean, it, it stops them from just hiding in one spot.
1: That's kind of a concept that's, you know, it's like gladiatorial combat. Yeah. Like. It's we, in the name actually, itself. We actually had it in history. In Battle Royale isn't extent. unique to
0: Battle Royale. Mm. So yeah, as you say, gladiatorial combat, yeah. wars, we've got that. Awful, yeah. Wrestling war. matches,
1: the Royal Rumble. Battle Royale
0: ripped off war. And <laughs> of course, the major accusation comes down to the Hunger Games, yeah. which to briefly break it down, the world is overpopulated there isn't enough food that's why it's called the hunger games there isn't enough food to feed everybody so their way of reducing the pressure i suppose on the food supply is by having again young they could be school aged children fight in a battle royale again with unique weapons and that's essentially the long and short of it there's a bit of a romance there's a bit of a will they won't they with the the main characters what is it it's like a peter love and triangle. katniss yeah, that's right.
1: I've watched all those movies, actually. Really? Man, I cannot remember a lot I of I saw it. the
0: first one, but yeah. Not really my cup of tea. <laughs> now, I remember at the time, a lot of people, of course, you're going to draw direct similarities between the two movies, yeah. Battle Royale and Hunger Games, because essentially, sure. if you boil it down, it's the same plot. And a lot of Hunger Games fans were like, uh, excuse me, it can't be a ripoff because it's based on a book. <laughs> but a, when was the book written? A book that was written after Battle Royale, the movie. And now the author of the Hunger Games, I can't remember her name. Sorry if you're listening. I love
1: that, that people said... It was based on a book So it can't be a rip-off Yeah <laughs> Okay
0: Yeah I know But right. that's always It's an ancient That's always art the job. argument That they books use Books were
1: made like Hundreds of years yes. ago We were not writing new books you know? And
0: let's ignore the fact That Battle Royale Was also based on a book But anyway <laughs> Anyway the, the author has implicitly said That she had no idea Like she'd never seen Or heard of Battle Royale At all before coming up with the Hunger Games, it's probably another circumstance where it's just sheer coincidence. Yeah.
1: Same thing happened with uh, Dennis the Menace, right? There was a UK what comic. really? There's a UK comic and American comic, both character I think called Dennis the Menace, doing similar really? things. And it was just discovered through a court process that it was just like two people that had a similar idea yeah. at the same time. And there's no ill will between, or as far as I can remember, there's no ill will between either companies, yeah. either artists. So wow, maybe I had no just idea. sometimes people just come up with the same idea at the same time. Yeah.
0: So another thing that I wanted to talk about while we're in the in the realm of Movie ripoffs Is what We consider Our favourite Movie ripoffs uh, And what is considered Probably The bad ones The worst movie ripoffs That we've ever come across And seen In yep. our time So Maddie D Why don't you kick us off What is your favourite I think we've got Three examples of each Yeah what is your first favorite example of a, a rip-off in cinema?
1: So, I got to say that I don't usually like rip-offs. If I know something's a rip-off, or something I generally won't see it. But
0: you could watch a movie and love it and not know sure. that it's a rip-off. Absolutely. You may Absolutely. not be aware.
1: So, this is a movie that's kind of near and dear to my heart. I kind of like it for nostalgic reasons. So, really? when you said what's a good rip-off movie that you enjoy? I went Baby's Day Out, which is going to be something really? that nobody else will like, but it is I
0: love that clearly,
1: movie. it is clearly a rip-off of like What's it about? Home Alone. Uh, Baby's Day Out is about a, a rich baby that gets kidnapped by three, three goons. bumbling goons. Um, and then the baby escapes, and they've got to try to get the baby because they're holding it for yeah. ransom.
0: And it's all slapstick. And it's over all the slapstick. Top. It is- but it's in- interesting that you say that it's clearly a ripoff of Home Alone because yeah. it's directed by the same person and it's yeah. also written by the same person, I believe. Yeah. How can it be a ripoff? I, I suppose. Well,
1: it's the same thing.
0: You can rip yourself off, yeah. I suppose. But yeah. The
1: story is a ripoff. I,
0: I'll definitely accept that. Now, the first example that I thought of. Now, I am always going on this show about how much I love James Bond and, of course, the James Bond franchise. You might have
1: the same thing as I'm about to say. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I'm curious. As I was saying, the James Bond franchise spawned several imitators from the 60s to today. And I'm sure I think I know the example that you're thinking of. But the one example of, I think, a James Bond ripoff clearly aping James Bond's style. We
1: have the exact same. Is James
0: Cameron's 1994 movie, True Lies. I don't think we We have the same example. do
1: not have the same example.
0: Because I was almost going to say what I know is going to be your example. (laughs) So... True Lies came out in a period where they weren't making James Bond movies. So in between 19, I think it was 1989 and 1995, they couldn't make James Bond movies because they were currently in a court battle with uh, Kevin McClory. We talked about this in the James Bond episode that we did, the James Bond uh, reboot show that we did. So go back if you want to hear this history. Eon Productions couldn't release James Bond movies. So James Cameron always loved James Bond movies. And if you know anything about James Cameron, I love him to death as a director. I'll watch almost anything he does. But the guy has never had an original idea in his life. (laughs) So he's either doing sequels to existing franchises or his movies are almost exactly the same as a movie that he liked growing up.
1: Well, that's his philosophy, though. Isn't he like a postmodernist director? Yeah, very much so. You know, every story's already been told. So you just got to recycle it and revamp it. And
0: revamp it. Yeah. And I think I'm with him there because Tarantino, you could say, is very much the same. (laughs) Yes. But he's glancing at his notes nervously But True Lies stars Arnold Schwarzenegger Who I think was James Cameron's number one boy At that point, he was Mm -hmm. just fresh off uh, Terminator 2 But True Lies is about a CIA agent Who is like, he's the best in the business Goes around the world I don't know why a CIA agent Is going yeah, yeah, glow no, c- Maybe they do in real life
1: Yeah we're not CIA agents so.
0: But his wife and family Gets embroiled With his current mission It's something to do With a terrorist attack And missiles being launched At wherever I think in Miami Which is an exact plot Stolen from James Bond But it just does James Bond so well And in some ways better That I just absolutely Love the movie There's a sequence at the end Where there's a big fight On the, uh, on the Florida Keys bridges You know those big long bridges That run along the, the Florida Keys Which mind you They did in the previous James Bond movie License to Kill Which only came out a handful of years earlier They did a much inferior action scene On those bridges But yeah (laughs) There's a chase scene Between a horse and a motorbike Which I really like And it's just an all round fantastic movie And Unpopular opinion, I think it's better than any of the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies. I'd watch it over any single well, you, one of those you movies. You hate
1: those movies. Yeah, I suppose so. I well, don't, have don't have hate, the same you attachment. You hate those movies because you yeah. like all James Bond movies, but yeah, they're like right. right at the bottom for you. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. watched Die Another Day recently, right? How was that to get through? <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Should <laughs> <I> have <laughs> just watch <laughs> True Lives. I, I, that I watched that in cinemas. Really? Yes.
0: I think that was your first one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Right. What's your next example?
1: Funny enough I went the James Bond route as well. Rip yep. off of James Bond, the Kingsman. I thought Really? really I thought you were going to say Jason Bourne. No, That's I the don't. same initials. I can't stand those movies. Oh really? Yeah. There you go. Cuz I was going to use that as an maybe.
0: example as well if I could You think thought of
1: James it? Bond did it better than sorry. Do you think James Yeah, James Bond did it better No, I don't James, think Jason,
0: Jason Bourne is better than James Bond, but at the time it was doing James Bond better than. It was again it came out during the Brosnan yeah. movies and we all saw how I feel about that. <laughs> But I remember thinking at the time, wow, if I wish the James Bond movies were more like the Jason Bourne movies, which, of course, Eon also thought that, which is why we've got Daniel Craig now. Yeah. But yes, talk more about...
1: You know, it's obviously you nicely put a homage to James Bond. Like, the rip-off is, is very apparent there, but I think they just did it really well and did it with a lot of love. It's a fun movie. Kingsman, yeah. Yeah, it, it has all the secret agent stuff. Well, they tropes. even talk
0: about James Bond in the movie. So, well, this is based on a comic, isn't it? Yes, it is, yes. Uh, for the full history of Kingsman. We've also done a Kingsman episode. <laughs> We've done a Kingsman
1: so. episode. And I'm talking about the first one, not the second one, yep. which I didn't love too much. But yeah, they just had fun with the spy trope and, yes. and were unashamed of where they were getting their you know, material yeah, Well they
0: also did something different with it too Absolutely. They sort of took the old tropes and then put a spin on it And it wasn't it. like That's an Austin unique.
1: Powers sort of satire no. thing Where it was funny but it wasn't done
0: cheaply Yeah, yeah exactly It was satire in a in a, a more intelligent way It wasn't a parody, it was a satire There you go, yeah. perfect example uh, And my next example I think you'll find is very interesting is another James Cameron movie, mm. 1984's The Terminator. Now, I know you're thinking, hang on, how could The Terminator be possibly ripping off anything? But, believe it or not, there's an episode of The Outer Limits, which is based on a short story by Harlan Ellison, called Soldier, which came out all the way back in 1964, and the plot of that movie is set in the future. There's two sides fighting each other. They're both human, uh, but one's right. one side's more advanced than the other one. And they essentially have these soldiers, which are just programmed to... Kill during a big climactic battle in the future there's a time disturbance and one of the soldiers like the good guy soldiers is sent back in time with one of the bad guy terminator soldiers uh-huh. and they're sent back to present day America 1964 America
1: wow okay
0: from memory the the good guy soldier is sort of like stuck in limbo and he can't do anything but the soldier that's been programmed to kill appears back in time and essentially his mission is to kill a specific soldier which is the one that he was sent back in time with but he ends up moving in with a family and They try and deprogram him and make him a regular person. The bad guy soldier becomes attached to the family. And so when the good guy soldier finally appears at the end for the final confrontation, he sacrifices himself to take out that good guy soldier. And therefore closing that time loop as well, because that was his mission the whole time. And it leaves the family to wonder, hang on, was he just fulfilling his programming or was he- Did he become human? Did he change and do it to protect us? We'll never know.
1: So this movie came before Terminator?
0: Like 20 years before. Wow. It was an episode of The Outer Limits. Like I said, based on a short story. Now, they actually went to court over these similarities- and Harlan Ellison won, the writer of that episode won. So it has actually been confirmed by a court of law that the Terminator is ripping off that episode of The Outer Limits. And another accusation is there's a scene at the end of Westworld, which is another one of James Cameron's favorite movies, where Yul Brenner's character, the robot cowboy guy, I think he's called the, the gunslinger, he's set on fire. And he completely burns up And they think Oh great We've we've won Get out No way And then his robotic skeleton <laughs> Actually comes what? and chases them around Exactly like at the end of Terminator How does it look back then? It was alright Didn't yeah. look as good as Terminator Right But these are our favourite movie rip-offs So I think Terminator Is a way better movie Than first of all That episode of The Outer Limits Which I watched for this podcast And Westworld Which I do actually like But I don't like it as much As the Terminator
1: Fair enough But like That's I said
0: movie. James Cameron Not an original idea in his head I mean look at Avatar <laughs> Look at aliens. Yeah. What's your next example?
1: Look, I, I really struggled getting good ones So my, the next one that I had was Tarantino's Django Really? Yeah, that's a good I, example Which I love that Which, movie. by the
0: way, notoriously ripped off as well So there
1: has been I, hundreds I've got in my notes just like hundreds. Tarantino, any Tarantino movie is like yes. a ripper. Yeah, exactly, more, we mentioned him already The obvious one is Django Yeah, um, so
0: he's actually referencing the trend in the 60s and 70s When the first Django came out, it was a massive success The original Django, that is, not Django Unchained or any of the sequels, but there was a run of unofficial Django ripoff movies. They're all just called Django does such and such, like Django returns, uh, Django's excellent adventure, whatever it was. And there were hundreds of these movies and they all just started with Django trying to cash in on the success of Django because they couldn't copyright a name back then. Yeah. So Tarantino is just homaging that whole idea of making it like a rip off Django movie because there was so many and there was like one of his favorite types of spaghetti westerns at the time. So that's where that comes from. Sorry to step all over your explanation. But yeah, that's a fantastic movie. I think it's better than any other Django movie.
1: Yeah, it, it was a fun movie.
0: Django Unchained that is. I mean, one so of my
1: favorite Tarantino's. So. Yeah,
0: mine too. I think it is my favorite Tarantino at the moment. I
1: think in *Glorious Bastards*, I like just a little bit Yeah, though.
0: I'm always neck and neck with those two. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great example. Did you know that whole history as no, well? No, there didn't. you go. I really brought something to the I table well, with your I example. Well, I did know
1: that Django wasn't was a movie, and they and they didn't know had, about all the ripoffs though. They had. I did not know. No. Yeah,
0: so your example was better than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> Look how smart I am. Yeah. And my third and last example is sticking with the Spaghetti Western format. Of course, the grandfather of all Spaghetti Westerns itself, 1964's A Fistful of Dollars. Now, do you know the story behind this one, Matty D? A
1: uh, Fistful of Dollars, the plot of the movie, it's pretty much just a town. And,
0: and the style of the movie too. The whole, well, what we consider now iconic, because we talked about yeah, this already in our... Uh,
1: Based on like samurai, samurai movies, but essentially... There's one specifically. Um, I know the one you're talking about, the one about the guy that throws a stick in the air, right? Yeah, that's and the little, it. And the stick lands and that's direction he goes in. Yeah. I'm gonna
0: take you off the hook. It's Yojimbo from yeah. 1961. Came out three years earlier. Identical plot, identical style.
1: Because he comes into a town and essentially There's he's two just gangs at odds. A wandering in this samurai. movie he's a gunslinger, but in the movie before Yojimbo, it's a samurai. he's a samurai. And yeah. he protects the town.
0: Well, he protects the town by pitting the two gangs against each other, essentially letting them take each other out. So that's the plot of both a fistful of dollars and Yojimbo.
1: And it turned out to be a trope that gets repeated yes. everywhere.
0: It's my least favourite plot trope of all time. Believe it or not, they went to court. Really? Akira Kurosawa obviously watched A Fistful of Dollars and went, that's my movie. The style's the same, the plot's exactly the same. They went to court and Kurosawa won. Oh, wow. They're like, well, this is clearly a rip-off because... Sergio Leone, the director of The Good, the Bad and the Ugly, also the writer, watched Yojimbo and said, this is a fantastic movie. I think this would really work in a Western setting. So of course, Fistful of Dollars is arguably the first ever example of a spaghetti Western what we consider that style now. And he took the idea, of course, directly from Yojimbo. (laughs) And yeah, he admitted in court, yep, I ripped it off. But I still think that A Fistful of Dollars, and really any of the Spaghetti Westerns really, is better than Yojimbo. Again, unpopular opinion. People love that movie. But I'd watch A Fistful of Dollars any day of the week over Yojimbo. Mind you, as well, Yojimbo wasn't the first example of a movie actually having that plot or something in media having that plot because the novel Red Harvest has exactly the same plot and the play Seven of Two Masters has exactly the same plot too. Like I said, it's it's just a really it's common just plot yeah. and one of my least favourites. <laughs> so I'm sure you agree with me on that one. Yes. Which I guess now this brings us to our examples of the worst. What have you got as your number one right. worst example of a movie report? So
1: first movie, I watched this in cinemas. I was so angry and I nearly, I nearly walked out because I hated it that much. One really? The, uh, it's a movie called Wanted. I can't remember oh yeah. Uh, I what remember that movie. It came out it's early 2000s, I think. What
0: happens in the movie?
1: So, the movie is about a guy in his like boring job, and he joins like an assassin's guild.
0: Is this the one with the curved bullets? Yes, this yeah, is the that's one with right. the curved bullet. Is this James McAvoy? Yes, that's yeah, right. That's it.
1: And um, Angelina Jolene is also. They do
0: it. the thing where like they swing the gun as they shoot, and it makes the bullets go around corners.
1: Yes, that's right. I remember back in my adolescence, everyone wanted to go watch that movie because there's a certain naked scene with Angelina Jolie. Oh, really? Jolene. That's right.
0: Well, you see her from behind naked, mm. don't you?
1: That's right. And I remember Not watching really that exciting. Like, this sucks. But, uh, Did you say you walked out of it, or you no, wanted to? No, no, I wanted to. So I say that's a rip off of. I mean, the obvious thing to look at is probably The Matrix. But yeah. what I really thought it was a massive rip off of was Fight Club, which is a superior movie. Right.
0: Well, both those movies were extremely popular at the time, so everybody was trying to make their own version. If you remember the movie mm. Equilibrium, which yeah. I think I actually like better than The Matrix, was very much a Matrix rip off. That was a Christian Bale action movie. If you remember that, <laughs> yes, love that do, movie. I could have brought it up as an example if we were still on ones that we really liked. <laughs> we liked yeah. But. A lot of people really like Wanted. I'm surprised you I'm a, rank it so, so I guess low. I'm in a minority. And the reason you, you didn't like it was because it was a rip-off? Like you felt it was a rip-off?
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was a rip-off. I thought it was trying to present itself. This is just my opinion, guys, right. so don't get too yeah, mad. Yeah. But I, it just like it seems so pretentious. Like it was like, yeah. this is like really clever writing and this is really clever. Also th- impossible,
0: impossible to curve bullets, by the way.
1: Well, I didn't mind that sort of stuff. That was just kind of dumb. But I hated the whole... Did you like, say there was
0: like a League of Assassins?
1: Yeah, there's a League of Assassins, and then the assassins have to kill themselves. But you like John Wick, and yeah, yeah, because John Wick didn't take itself serious as seriously as this movie did. If you, maybe John Wick's a ripoff of Wanted. I tell you what, I, certainly I cannot remember, but I remember the Matrix. The ending of Wanted was like, "I just saved the world. What did you do today?" And it was like that was the lesson in the end right. of the movie. And I was like, "Go fuck yourself." Was that the
0: movie where Morgan Freeman? Yes, Morgan gets in sniped it. at the end. Yeah, spoiler he alert, because he's the boss of the assassins guild. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that ending. And Wasn't Paul Giamatti in it as well as the bad guy? He might
1: have been. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, you hated it so much you've um, erased it from your memory. But it was
1: kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like boring guy in office job goes and becomes a master assassin just overnight. And then the assassins are evil because, of course, they are. And then, you know, he destroys the whole thing. And then he's guess, yeah, it
0: just freaking annoyed me. There you go. Well, my example, I think you're familiar with this movie as well, is the the movie known as Turkish Superman. But it's, Oh,
1: uh, come on. You're going to shit on well, that? Well,
0: I could have put this in best or worst, but this is clearly a bad, bad ripoff. <laughs> it
1: is not.
0: The Turkish title of the movie is actually The Return of Superman. So it was Superman Returns Before Superman Returns. <laughs>
1: The return of Superman.
0: But if you're not familiar with Turkish Superman, of course most people know the whole idea of like a Turkish knockoff where they just directly rip off another movie. But yes, 1979's Turkish Superman is very much a direct ripoff of the previous. I think it came out 78. Superman uh, was it Richard Donner or Richard Lester who did that? I think it was Richard Donner. Yeah, it was. You know the one with the famous John Williams score. Yeah, yeah. Turkish Superman is like very much a poor man's version. Superman drives around in a car for most of the movie. <laughs> he flies. He certainly does he fly flies. through the power of really underwhelming special effects. But my favorite aspect of the whole movie—he dances, right? No, that's that's a different movie. That's that's an Indian movie, not a right. Turkish movie. Superman himself is really skinny, which I appreciate. <laughs>
1: There's
0: no muscle mass to him at all.
1: But I mean, why would he need muscle if he's Superman? Think yeah, about that's it. true.
0: Think about it. You only that's build true. muscle to get it's stronger. It's more if accurate than the he's actual... he's naturally
1: strong, he doesn't need muscle. Yeah,
0: it's more accurate than the actual Superman movie. But in the movie itself, not only is he wearing the iconic Superman outfit when he's going around beating up bad guys, but they actually take the score directly from the John Williams score from the 1978 version, uh-huh. which is hilarious. But that's not the only movie that they take music from. They also take James, James Bond. James Bond music, They right? take James Bond music. And weirdly enough, they take music from Midnight Express. What?
1: <laughs> Why? There's a
0: scene where he's driving around and the theme from Midnight Express is playing. I guess it's a Turkish movie, so they were just like, oh, but it like, wouldn't be Turkey if we it, weren't playing... Uh,
1: it was very offensive to Turkish people, right?
0: I guess in a way, they were very unhappy even, about even it. Even the But writer- they must have liked it enough to use the music from it.
1: <laughs> the writer came out and said like he was not happy with the portrayal yeah, of that's Turkish right. people. It was kind of racist. (laughs)
0: Yeah Well I guess they must have liked it enough To steal the music (laughs) from it But if you want a good laugh you can watch the full movie on YouTube. Oh, wow. Well. At least watch five minutes of it. I guarantee you'll hear something you recognize. I'm
1: starting to get a taste of what your list is going to be. And I think I can predict your next one.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't agree with that sentiment. But yes, what's your next one?
1: So, little movie called Ed TV. Oh,
0: yes. What a great example.
1: Ripped off from a movie that I love uh, called The Truman Show, yep. which was starring Jim Carrey. Really good. But essentially, Ed TV just <laughs> takes this concept. Came out like a year or two um, after mm, The Truman Show. I think Ellis Generous is in it. I think uh, Matthew McConaughey is also yeah, in, the in it. the main character. He's the main character. So it's about Matthew McConaughey. He signs up to have his whole life filmed Mm. as a reality TV show,
0: which was an unheard of concept back then. Mm. Very commonplace now. (laughs) And
1: it's all it speaks. But he's aware,
0: unlike Truman Show, where Jim Carrey isn't aware that he's a part of a TV show. Ed TV is very much aware that his life is a TV show. Yeah. So I wouldn't really personally call it a ripoff. It's very similar. It's very similar. I would. But it's just, I think it was riding on the success of The Truman Show. In that way, it's definitely a rip-off. But I think the differences are, there's enough differences that it isn't really that similar plot-wise.
1: At the end of the movie, it, it's all about people needing privacy and about yeah. you know, the invasion of that. So. Yes.
0: Yeah, the message I is mean, the, the same, I I mean, the difference
1: is, is he signs up.
0: The difference for- is that that movie sucks.
1: <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yes. Woody Harrelson was also in that Yes, movie. that's right. So an interesting cast. Yeah. There's some Oscar nominees there. Oscar winners even. And Ellen DeGeneres. And Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs>
0: oh dear uh, my next example I know you're not going to be able to predict this one is 2005's The Island are you familiar with that movie with and McGregor and Scarlett yes, Johansson yes I did I liked that movie directed by Michael Bay I believe yeah you liked like that movie I
1: did I liked that movie I didn't like once they get out of the island that's when it kind yeah. of loses interest for me but yeah
0: well, that's most of the movie so you yeah, must have liked it
1: Different and Ripoff this is a good example
0: yes so it is actually ripping off and believe it or not, they probably thought they were going to get away with it. But there's a very obscure horror movie from 1979. I don't know what it is about 1979 and ripoffs because Turkish Superman also came out in 1979. Yeah. But yes, there was a movie called Parts: The Clonus Horror, where the plot is exactly the same. So if you're not familiar, The Island, Ewan McGregor is the clone of. I think he's either a politician or a gangster or something. He's a
1: writer, isn't he? <laughs> We've isn't got
0: three he? different something examples. Like, oh, he's an architect. I only saw the movie once. Because Ewan
1: McGregor was good at drawing. Yeah, that's for some right. reason. That's that, right. That, so
0: it turns out the big twist is. This island is just a place where they keep clones of people to harvest their organs for their real-life counterparts.
1: Yeah, yeah. so there, there are people there that are conceiving children. There are people there that are there for their heart or yes, their that's lungs right. or whatever.
0: Or maybe, I don't think they went this far with it in the movie, if a spouse dies, you can replace them with another one, which is what I think they actually do. I might be mixing it up with parts in this circumstance. But yeah. parts... The clonus horror is exactly the same plot. It's exactly the same plot.
1: Now I remember what's they this... even
0: leave the facility. It's yeah. this is just an area rather than an island. They even leave the facility and have like a runaround where you know he runs into his original self exactly like the island. There's like a chase and some intrigue and oh, espionage wow. going on. It's exactly the same movie.
1: I remember when this movie came out, and I remember knowing there was enough things in pop culture that I knew that there was based on a movie before. So but I'm...
0: they didn't say it was based on another no, movie. No, no, they, they didn't. tried to pass it off as an original, original concept. Idea. But of course, parts the Cloners Horror was a very, very popular episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and of course, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a very popular show worldwide. So, of course, when people who'd seen that show went to see the movie, they're like, hang on, this is exactly the same plot. So, if it wasn't for that episode of the show being so popular, Michael Bay might have gotten away with it.
1: And think of how many other people might have gotten away with the same thing.
0: Exactly. And because of that, they went to court Parts one.
1: There you go. Good example. Good example. I still, I like that movie, at least the first bit of it. I I thought thought it was was garbage. (laughs) Okay. All right. But yeah, no, definitely rip off there.
0: What's your next example?
1: So this is uh, my third example. Now I want to paint a picture for you because this movie has, I have a little bit of a history with it. I watch a cartoon show called Avatar, The Last Airbender. I don't don't watch it a lot, but I, I like it and I hear them making a movie. I'm like, well, the cartoon's really good. So I go in and I pay a ticket to a movie cinema and go watch Avatar avatar right sit down james
0: cameron again
1: and avatar avatar james cameron's avatar yes. starts playing i remember they were in space i'm like wait this doesn't seem like the cartoon i was watching what's going on well here? you realize
0: that they made the the movie the last airbender around the same time yes M which Night's is why i
1: got confused because i thought i was going to see I the think last dodged airbender. A bullet there <laughs> yeah apparently i did
0: that movie but not, sucked. not
1: too much because i sat through uh avatar i it was Painful. I know a lot of people loved that movie at the time. I think people still like it now, but I absolutely hated it. And then I was so dumb because. someone told me oh you got to watch it in 3D because the, yeah. the, the, the well that's
0: the whole appeal of the movie was the 3D experience
1: day. is better I was like but I hated it so much said, no 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 you got to watch it in 3D so I sat through another oh, no. four hours of it and oh no it's like three hours but still I was like oh it's painful but why I bring that up is because it rips off a lot of things I yeah. mean like it rips off Pocahontas it rips off um, Dances with Wolves Dancing with Wolves no the Dances with Wolves dances, not Dancing with Wolves Dancing with Wolves that'd be an interesting movie that's the movie. Turkish version yes um, <laughs> the Indian version yeah, it, it it there was nothing ever original about that movie. I remember the characters were like there. Remember there was like a military guy that was like yes. had a toothpick. He's like ah, just like blowing shit up. Yeah. And like there was, there was from aliens. There was the rich guy who was like ah, oh, what do we need trees for? Like yeah. it was just so oh so terrible. They didn't um,
0: tackle the environmental message of that movie particularly well.
1: <laughs> yes, so much hype for this movie. People celebrated this movie. I hate that movie so much. And that's why... I don't think as many people like it as
0: you think they do.
1: I think over time... Because the movie was a beautiful movie. Yeah, and it still looks good to this day. it still looks good. So I think people were wowed by that. But once you rip off that layer...
0: Yeah, well, it's ripping off its own layers already. It's kind
1: of dumb, so... Fern Gully as well, which is an Australian
0: movie. It also ripped off that. it's not an Australian movie. It's set in Australia. Oh,
1: well, it's based in Australia, right? Yeah, with all those American accents. (laughs) With Robin Williams, the Australian actor, Australian comedian. So yeah, um, that was my last one. I just also want to mention Shark Tale was a poor Finding Nemo, but...
0: Yes, it um, certainly was.
1: Can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah, what, go ahead. Are you going to talk about the Star Wars ripoff?
0: No. No. No, no, I I thought about it, Star Crash But I don't think that movie's similar (laughs) enough Star Crash I don't think it's similar enough to Star Wars I mean, there's a lightsaber rip-off at the end But it's completely different to Star Wars in almost every other way Uh, I'd bring up Turkish Star Wars before I brought up Star Crash And I'm actually a fan of the John Barry score in Star Crash as well So I don't think it's bad enough to list But Turkish Star Wars actually uses footage from Star Wars You're not going to say Westworld? Westworld? No, I'm not going to say that Because you could say that Jurassic Park ripped off Westworld But they're both ripped By the same person (laughs) And that intent Was always there But the movie That I'm going to talk about Is 2007's Disturbia Do you remember this movie Shia LaBeouf
1: Oh yeah Where he's looking Out the window That's right Um, So
0: he's under house arrest And he can't leave home
1: This It was an adaptation From that Original movie, right?
0: It is not a direct adaptation of oh, Rear Window Really? It is very much a rip-off of Rear Window Now, the director has actually said Oh, I was inspired When everyone was just like Hang on, this is just a pot of Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window It's like Oh, I was inspired by Rear Window A lot of people think it's a remake of Rear Window But no That's it's a I rip-off. thought It's a rip-off of Rear Window Oh, okay Pot elements are almost exactly the same Except replacing Jimmy Stewart with Charlotte Buff is an odd choice except He
1: was the was the His leg was actor broken the
0: In the original movie His leg is broken And and uh, he, he just sits, just around. like
1: the Simpsons episode. Why would you rip something off if they'd already made a Simpsons episode about it?
0: I don't know, but they do it. But yes, you didn't see that one coming, did you? no yeah. I didn't Disturbia I, can... I think is an awful movie I forgot that movie existed Rear Window is one of my favourite movies of all time so I don't know why you'd even bother doing that and that I think fair is enough, all over. Example. I can't argue with that uh, I didn't even point out the fact that it's, uh, it's a guy in both movies he witnesses a murder because he's stuck in his house and just staring out his window with binoculars all day he witnesses a murder his neighbour turns out to be a murderer mmm Conflict happens there
1: he's, he's stuck isolated in his house right? Yes, that's he's right It's
0: pre-COVID So <laughs> everyone is living their own rear window at the moment
1: Yeah uh, hopefully no And that's all our examples it. That's all our examples I just want to like mention uh, Ants and Bugs Life Because they came yeah, at the same time right. I think people listening to this show would be like Why didn't you mention Ants and Bug Life?
0: To I- be honest, I liked Ants way better I thought it was a way better movie Way better cast And it didn't just recycle that same old plot that I hate so much it's, it's not exactly the same as Yojimbo, but it's that seven samurai slash the Magnificent Seven plot of uh, a team of cowboys slash samurais come to a town that's being assaulted by gang members. There were...
1: What were they? Grasshoppers?
0: Grasshoppers, yeah. yeah. And stealing all their goods. And this team of uh, heroes comes in and saves the day, which they also did in Three Amigos, mind you. But yeah, that's another plot trope that I absolutely it's hate. It's different
1: if it's a parody. Like-
0: and ants didn't do that, which is why it's automatically the better movie.
1: Well, I thought they were both bad, so... (laughs) That's why they don't appear in either of my lists. We save it for Baby's Day Out. Yeah, (laughs) there we go. So
0: I'd like to hear some more examples that people have. Are there there examples that we didn't mention, or were we completely wrong? Were we completely wrong in our assessments of these movies? Yeah, is Disturbia better than Rear Window in your opinion?
1: Did you like Avatar? Did you like Wanted? I want to hear about somebody who likes uh, Wanted.
0: Are you from Possible Spoilers, and you're you're annoyed that we called you out?
1: (laughs) It's all love, guys. It's all love. Yes. Give so, you a little bit of plug. Go listen to their show.
0: So if you want to let us know any of these things, you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Not possible spoilerspod at gmail.com. I don't think that exists. <laughs> uh, or you can find us on Facebook and our official Facebook page. Official. Just do a search for Potential Spoilers Podcast. Otherwise, you can track us down on Instagram and Twitter, which is managed by Maddie D. Or you can just leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site, if that's where you listen.
1: And thanks for the feedback as yes, well. Yes,
0: keep it coming. We'll keep talking about it in future Movie Talk episodes if we remember to do it. <laughs> so that leads us to discussing what we're going to be talking about next week. We already mentioned it earlier in the episode. We're going to do another special episode while we're waiting for movies to actually come back to cinemas. And usually what we do in our special episodes is we leave everything down to chance. We come up with a plot for a brand new movie. It might be a sequel. It might be a remake. It might be a prequel. It might be a spin-off. It might be an adaptation of a completely unadapted work. And we're leaving everything to chance and coming up with these new concepts by rolling a die. So we do two die rolls. The first die roll dictates whether it's going to be a remake, sequel, prequel, spin off, adaptation, or reboot. And the second roll of the die dictates exactly what it is that we're going to be sequeling, rebooting, prequeling, whatever it may be.
1: All left to chance.
0: So this week, I'm going to be rolling the die. It always goes badly because I have very little space to roll the die. <laughs> Can't do it on the sound desk. And uh, Maddie D is going to let me know what right. exactly we're going to get this time. So let's roll the die a first time and see exactly what we get.
1: Three. Three. Which is a sequel, which we haven't done a lot of. Yeah. So that's exciting. exciting. The only sequel we've done is the Cool Runnings episode. Yes. Which is a, is a well, fan favorite. A real favorite. winner
0: there. All right. All right. Awesome. Let's roll the die again and see exactly what we'll be doing a sequel to it fell on the floor but it's a 5.
1: Uh cool runnings was 5. Do you want to roll again?
0: No, we'll do cool runnings again. <laughs> the exact same plot. Yeah. All right, you ready. And we've landed on 3.
1: Three is Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction Tarantino's Pulp Fiction How
0: on earth are we going to do a sequel to something where everyone dies in the end Yeah I don't know
1: I don't know Yeah so we're doing a sequel to Pulp Fiction
0: Wow (laughs) Well you could really do anything if you think about it If you follow the same structure of that original movie Oh I'm excited now
1: Yeah because it doesn't follow a linear storyline so No
0: You could do anything Oh man And everyone wanted Jackie Brown to be a sequel to Pulp Fiction So we're finally going to give everyone what they wanted All the way back in 1997 Alright, delivering an old promise There we go So or maybe you have an idea, dear listeners Of what should happen in a sequel to Pulp Fiction Heaven forbid You can let us know at those places that I listed earlier But yes, I can't wait to do that Thanks for joining us for this episode We'll see you next week Bye-bye
1: The most beautiful view in the world, Sugarloaf Mountain, overlooking Rio de Janeiro, where the most famous restaurant belongs to a mouse. Meet Marcel Toyn, proud owner of restaurant Ratatoyn.